0: As I was sitting here, I was trying to think of a word that would encompass about 900 different things <laughs> that I would say. Not fair. I know. Oh. I'm like, how can I find a loophole oh, with this? everything.
1: Hello, listeners. I'm Keith. I'm Kate. And I'm Josh.
2: I'm Renee. And it's okay. if You're not okay.
1: September is Suicide Prevention Month, and so today we're talking a about that, uh, specifically... What is the one thing, if you, had to, if you had to pick just one thing for the community to know about suicide prevention, what would it be? Renee, why don't you get us started?
2: That is not a fair question. <laughs> um, man, one thing. Biggest takeaway or biggest message I want out there is that anyone at any time experiencing any type of suicidal ideation or thought is not alone. Love it.
3: Yep,
2: 100%. You might feel alone. That is real. You are not alone. I feel super compelled. I know this is probably going to come up a little later. I want to give the crisis line for the for Johnson County Mental Health Center right now, if that's yes. acceptable. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, 913 hours a day every single day of the year don't contemplate if it's an okay scenario to call a helpline or a crisis line just call just call just call Uh, so you're never alone if you have access to a phone or another human being with a phone or another human being that's it you're you're not alone alone even when it is so dark and it is so lonely. I think you are that's, not
3: alone. that's one of the hardest things to express to people yeah. when they're, when they're feeling so dark and so, so sad and, and feeling like they need to, to um, end their life is that they're not alone even in that moment.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Right. Cause it's, it's um, that, that, that place of that loneliness and that, that fear and that isolation I just I just again, if we could reach one person and if my my one message gets out there, um you are in those thoughts, you are in that place, right? Just do a half circle, okay, do do a half circle, do an about face, do a quarter turn, even if you have to do it physically, or do it metaphorically and go, do I grab a phone, do I grab someone's hand what what do i what do I do before that attempt? to just reach out to another lifeline. And again, use that crisis line. Uh,
1: there's you're also, not alone. There's also a national crisis line, both phone and text. So yep. the text line, the crisis text line is not just text, 741, 741. And Kate, help me out with the national lifeline.
0: 1-800-273-8255. And 8255 is also talk, if that helps that's remember great. it.
1: Yeah, yes, that's awesome. So um, for our listeners who are outside of Johnson County... Anybody can call the Johnson County Mental Health Center's crisis line and get help. Uh, But we wanted to provide those national resources, too, for uh, those who might want to connect it that way.
0: The National Suicide Prevention Lifeline also has an online chat. So if you don't have a phone with you, but you have access to a computer, or maybe that just feels safer for you, they do have a chat line available on their website that you can go to as well to reach out and they have veterans lines. I think you call the same number and then you hit one for the veterans line, but definitely reach out. They have a lot of different ways that you can do that.
1: Great. I think that that message about you are not alone is really important. It's also really challenging because a m- person who is in those moments of deepest despair, that's probably the feeling they feel the most.
2: Oh, oh, I, I, yes. That's why it's so tough to just have a simple line of, I want people to know they're not alone but I also want them to, even if it's hear me saying, I recognize one of the things you might only be feeling in that moment is utter loneliness. Right? And that those two things can and are true. You feel alone and everything in your world paints this picture and this feeling of you are alone. I, I want, it's again get that one liner stuck in your head, you're not.
3: I also want. I also want to add to that is that when you're when you're thinking that you're alone and you feel that you, oh, if I ask for help, I'm going to be a burden. If I ask for help, that is not true either. No. Nope. Nope. Everybody that loves you will be doing anything they can to help you. You are not a burden.
2: Nope.
3: You're not at all.
1: Josh, you're there at the microphone close to your lips <laughs> what's your one what's your one message on suicide on suicide prevention
3: so recently um our family has been impacted by a young man completing suicide my eldest son um had a good friend that that died by suicide in the, mm. recently and so we've we've been um processing that a lot in our household and um
2: can i can i just say thanks for doing that absolutely right thanks yeah. for doing that with your family yeah. I, I appreciate that.
3: It's it's been it's been a, an interesting road. I have dealt with suicide professionally and, and personally in my life. It, this is the first time that I've had to um, deal with it with one of my kiddos, mm-hmm. in the sense of a friend of his, yeah. and so that's been an, that's been another layer of this issue that. I, I guess I wasn't really expecting sure as a, as a parent. So I've been spending a lot of time um, talking with him through the why and that he, and the, cause that's the question he asks is a lot of the why and the, um, and so, and I, and I told him that there's a, you'll never know the why. Right. And your friend was very sad and, and, and felt alone and even though he wasn't alone, that's how he felt. So have been doing a lot of processing around that. So the thing that the one thing that I think that's the most important right this second for for my end of this is that to ask the question, mm-hmm. to be able to say to somebody, are you thinking about killing yourself? And I think when you ask it as bluntly as that, and I actually learned I was a clinician um, before I learned to ask that question that direct
2: true story
3: and I went through assist training <laughs> yep. applied suicide intervention
2: skills skills, skills.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, that to ask that question directly. And so I would I would say to anybody listening that if you think for one second somebody in your life is contemplating suicide ask the question
2: or something's just different different off yeah something yep. absolutely
3: yes and so i think that's i think that's important to to know is that you can ask the question it's it's just you just can it's and okay. that
0: by asking the question breaking down that myth that when i ask someone are you thinking about killing yourself or are you thinking about suicide that that's not going to put the thought of suicide in their head. And so sometimes we hear from people and we talk about, what are your concerns about asking? What keeps you from asking the question? Fear, that's mm-hmm. one of them. What if I don't have the answer if they disclose that? Or if I don't have the resources? But we also hear that myth of if they aren't thinking about it, and I say, are you thinking about killing yourself? that then they are going to start thinking, and that's, we just know that's a myth. What we know is that when you ask the question, what you're doing is you're letting them feel heard, sometimes for the first time, that someone's willing to love them and care for them enough that they're willing to ask the uncomfortable question. Uh, We also know that by asking the question, if the answer is, no, I'm not having thoughts of suicide, That really is what's happening is you're breaking down those walls. And if that individual ever does think about suicide, they now know who the person is in their corner, Mm -hmm. who they can go to, who's not afraid to have that conversation. And so
2: because they're not alone. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Exactly.
0: It all comes together. in Everything that's being said,
2: which is why I started off with this a really unfair question (laughs) because I think one thing is so man, one thing is so difficult. Uh, I love the question, on the other hand. <laughs> yeah.
3: Right, but is it really one thing? No, no, exactly. We just, like, all... under the
1: guise exactly. of one thing. It's under the guise, but
3: with that idea, is that we all have our one thing, which ends up being
1: a lot more than one thing. Right. We're...
0: A lot of things. A lot
1: of things, right? <laughs> right. I think it's interesting that you're know, thinking about that question to ask. Um, that's a question you can ask to people of any age. Mm -hmm. and that conversation is different Mm -hmm. um maybe like the one that follows but uh i mean that could be asked of a five-year-old or a 95 year old and there's and there's other um you know like the way you respond and continue that conversation might play a little bit different but it's the same question and it's okay to ask that and then to listen and to affirm the feelings but then also say okay what you know what what are the next steps or what how can i help you or um, and, and moving moving forward with that.
2: This is this is yeah. uh, Keith. Remind us what class you are taking.
1: What class right now? Yeah, in my graduate program. Yes, microeconomics. Okay, so
2: someone in a microeconomics class. Uh, I I I just love that. Right, that this isn't your maybe career walk of life, but that you've been around us and and in this mental health world and have made a commitment to. Embracing and and understanding and can now really be an advocate and a mouthpiece for a really important topic. so I had to point that out. Good job. Thank you. I'm proud of our little Keith here. Just getting all grows up. All grows up.
1: (laughs) Well, uh, so the class I thought you were talking about at first is actually the class that I learned that in, which is mental health first aid. Uh, And so that's so Josh mentioned assist. Uh, The Mental Health Center also has Mental Health First Aid, and then we also have Safe Talk. So three different classes that are available to community members to take um, kind of different levels of responding to um, suicide prevention. So those are all available. Uh, You can check out jocogov.org slash mental health and then uh, look under education on the left side or just email events at jocogov.org. And you can find out when the next training is.
0: And they're all different durations and time. So you can think about your level of commitment with your job and family. Definitely get informed and mm-hmm. get involved.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, I will pause here for our disclaimer for the podcast. The views and opinions expressed here did not necessarily represent those of Johnson County Government or Johnson County Mental Health Center. Who has the next thought here?
0: I'll go ahead and go because mine goes along with that. And so as I was sitting here, I was trying to think of a word that would encompass about nine hundred (laughs) different things that I would say. Not fair. I know. I'm like, how can I find a loophole with this? Everything. I found it. So I'm gonna say education. Uh, (laughs) I'm gonna keep it broad. But I think it all comes (laughs) together because when I talk when I think about education It's just getting yourself informed. We know that 80% of those who attempt suicide have given clear warning signs. And so when I think about that, the importance of knowing what that can look like, uh, taking our blinders off and knowing that, for example, depression doesn't look the same from one individual to the next. And so... Uh, responsible social media use, you know, making sure that we, if we see something on social media that our friend is posting and that just doesn't feel right, that we're reaching out. And so for me, I would, I just education is a big piece of it and getting people involved and knowing again, breaking down those myths that help us get people informed. And again, going back when you start to become educated, On the topic because anyone can be educated on it I'm not clinical what we then do is we break down the stigmas and we make it easier to have that conversation and to break down our fear so when I talk with parents last year I think I did about five parent presentations and at every single one one of the biggest concerns they had about talking with their kids about suicide was if they got the answer yes what are the resources that are available And you can reduce some of that fear by having the education and the awareness and the resources in your back pocket because suicide impacts everyone to some degree, and it knows no boundaries. There's no typical suicide victim, and so having that information there.
1: The crisis line that Renee mentioned earlier, specifically Johnson County Mental Health Center crisis line, that's a number you can call. If you're with somebody else who um, is having a mental health crisis too, it's not just for you. If you're personally having a crisis, if you're with somebody and Mm -hmm. you're in this conversation and you're not quite sure what to do, that's a place you can call in the moment to get help and guidance. And And and
3: I just want to say something real quick. And if you can't remember the crisis line for whatever reason, call nine one one. It is okay to call nine one one. If you feel like you want to kill yourself. True story.
0: And you can ask for a co-responder Um, With that, if they have them in that location, which is a trained mental health clinician who goes out with the officer, there is a wealth of resources that are available with that. But I lost the train of thought that I was going. Crisis
2: intervention. So a CIT officer, crisis intervention team officer also has an additional 40 plus hours of mental health training and exposure. So you are more than welcome to inquire about a co-responder you are more than welcome to inquire about a CIT officer and you're just plain old. Okay. Asking for help Mm -hmm. and letting them know I am not feeling safe right now. I need some assistance uh, and letting them guide you.
0: And I will say I sat with a youth um, rather recently and called the crisis line with someone that I was concerned about and as scary as it may feel in that moment to make that call and i can only speak to the johnson county uh, crisis line it is a crisis line that provides empathy and validation and makes you feel safe in a moment that feels scary and they give you the resources and they normalize the feelings that you're experiencing it's a, not as scary as it may feel to some. And so I just encourage everyone because sometimes that first fear is just not knowing what it's going to look like on the other end. And it's a clinician on the other end who wants to be there for you, wants to support you. And that's kind of what it looks like and call, reach out, get the help you need and deserve.
2: And that number again is nine one three two six eight zero one five six.
3: I also want to um, talk a little bit about that. Um, the thoughts of suicide are normal,
2: mm-hmm.
3: in the sense of um, most people in their life have had some sort of a thought that um, was suicidal in nature. So it's 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 okay it's okay if you're not okay. Not okay, it's okay if you have that thought because yeah. everybody in their life is thoughts have existed that way so you are normal just like everybody else when you have a thought like that it's 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 what happens next and what we choose to do and how and how we a- express ourselves and ask for help and and who's the, supporting us and all of those so
1: i think a lot of these uh, strategies we talk about as far as asking questions and um, having the resources with you and and you talk about parent classes It's I always I repeat this over and over again. You probably hear me on more than one episode reminding that no one conversation happens in a vacuum Mm -hmm. like you have the whole other context of that relationship Mm -hmm. that pours into that. So uh, Josh's ability to walk with uh, his son through uh, this recent tragedy. Like that doesn't just happen out of the blue. Like there's all the years before that leading up to it where Josh and his son are building that relationship. And the team that Kate mentioned, same thing. There's, mm-hmm. there's some context of relationship there. And so I say that to um, encourage you to continue to reach out and connect with other people to build those relationships. If you're a teacher – think about the students in your class who need uh, another positive adult in their life. Um, If you are a a faith-based person um, working in the community, look for those people who don't seem to have uh, other connections and make sure you say, hello, how are you? And listen for the answer. Just make those connections because you have to start somewhere and being able to ask those, those other questions.
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well said.
1: So I think uh, my one thing that I would say, From the communications perspective, is the language we use is really important when we're Mm -hmm. talking about suicide prevention, and and I have um, some of that's been modeled here Mm -hmm. in this episode where we say um, a person completes suicide, they don't commit suicide, Mm -hmm. Um, we don't say that they were successful a successful attempt at suicide. we, we make that language different uh, to help remove some of the stigma. Um, we talk about um, some of the language you use when we're talking about other someone else's experience. It's not, uh, it's not positive to share the method by which somebody else commits suicide, um, particularly in communication methods. Uh, can Absolutely. someone, one uh, of you with a little bit more cl- clinical perspective, share a little bit about why that's important for us? Well, I'll just step in
3: and, and yeah. say that, you know, um, when when we also use the language of die by right like die by yeah su- death by, su- yeah. Suicide. Death by yeah. suicide because um, people have heart attacks, mm-hmm. people have brain tumors, mm-hmm. people right. have aneurysms, people get hit by cars, people mm-hmm. die in car accidents. Yep. It's just another method that somebody has died by. Not good or bad or I mean it takes gonna, a value
1: or a moral st- uh, yeah. moral. Evaluation judgment. away right. from the, the sentence. Yeah, that's a, the, that's a, the a great
3: way of, yeah. of um, phrasing it. So that's, that's why we, we language is important um, when doing that, even cl- clinically or non clinically, and how we use it. So um, that's my take
1: on that. I think, yeah. I think the other language pieces around, uh, you know, be, beyond how we talk about it and then method, I think the, the last piece is um, the tendency to find blame. And so there, there is that natural, like, asking question of why, right? Like, how did the person get to this place in their life? And we wonder that. And sometimes there's some answers and sometimes there's not. There's often a whole lot more not answers on a why than there is. We need to check ourselves when we start blaming either ourselves or somebody else mm-hmm. for somebody's death by suicide. That's right.
3: And I think um, it's a, it, we, get, we get real judgy when it's a mom or it's a dad with young children. How can they do that to their yeah, kids? Yeah, how can yeah. they, they yeah. get real judgy on that? And to me, I've been guilty of doing that at times in, in my life, and I have to step back and go, it's it's the same across the board, whether they're single or or married or have a family or not have a family. Everybody has a family on some level, mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. right? And so um, I, I, I really try to educate people that not to get wrapped up in that. And that judgment of they had young kids, how could they do that? It's just that the why is the same. They were sad and and felt alone and they felt like they were a burden and, and better off this way, which is usually the why. Yeah.
1: yeah. It made me think on that. So while we would encourage people not to try and place blame on somebody else or themselves or the judging piece, there is like a natural process in the stages of grief of feeling anger towards that person like if it's a like if it's someone you know that you're close to that dies by suicide it's natural in that grieving process to feel anger about that right I, uh, it's not unnatural
2: i mean I'll, I'll i'll jump in there and i think that grief has been um compartmentalized historically and like there's five stages of grief I want to blow that out of the water just a little yeah, bit. Yeah, please. T- to your point, you can feel anything while you grieve. Mm-hmm. Every loss has a um, an, a, um, a moment of, of grief, if you will. And and I used to do uh, kind of tie it back to some of my the work I used to do was I used to do a really fun hour long training series on loss. I mean, it really was fun. Because I want to remind us all that we are um innately equipped to be resilient and mm-hmm. grieve in a healthy way. We celebrate things, we lose teeth as children, okay because it is a sign of growth and development um so i want to, I want to challenge everyone's thinking in the in the world of loss, any emotion is. Absolutely acceptable to include anger to include bargaining to include guilt Whatever those words you want to put with it. It it all does come back to what are the behaviors? What are the actions that you take because of those emotions? Um, but Let yourself feel Mm -hmm. let yourself if anger is the only thing you feel after that person's completed suicide That's your grief and that's okay Um, but in that anger it's refraining from judgment It is refraining from aggressive or self-harming or mutilating behavior. It's the actions that we want to say, hey, listen, how do we help you manage this? Because you're angry, and that's okay. Um, So, yeah, I just kind of want to, interesting segue, but right, with a completed or even attempted suicide, death is is a potential or an actual. That's loss. That's grief. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's tough stuff.
3: I personally, I tend to um, stay away from anger um, when it comes to suicide. Um, It doesn't do me any, any um, it's not effective for me in the sense of um, because I understand why the person I get it. Um, So I spend a lot of time in compassion Mm. for them. I spend a lot of time in um, compassion for their family um, and empathy And um, and not I I can't say that I've never been angry at somebody that has completed suicide because that would be untruthful because I have. Um, But most of the time now in my adult um, life, I spend a lot of time in compassion. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: And what I what I wanted to affirm in bringing that up in which um, uh, Renee helped frame (laughs) it a little probably not at all. (laughs) But (laughs) was I wanted to affirm what Josh was saying. As far as not blaming or judging people, that that is not helpful in like the long term how we're preventing suicide. But while at the same time affirming the the feelings that some of our listeners might be having who have yeah. experienced it, and Absolutely. not and You're make right. sure they realize that it's like that it's okay that yeah. if that's a, a feeling and emotion they've had during during their experience of grief. Hundred percent. If I you feel it, it's that. valid. Right.
2: Yeah. Yes. I, I hope that's where I hope that's how it came off. Not that I was trying to refute anything you were saying, Keith, but really, truly promote y- you can be angry. And that's OK. That's
0: right. And to get your own support. Yeah. When you yeah. are experiencing. that. I mean, there are plenty of support groups that are available for those who have lost a family or a friend or a loved one to suicide. Right. And to, again, feel the feelings And to accept those feelings and to work through that and you can often do that when you know that again that you're not alone and having just as we've said before that the peer support and those support groups available I mean call Johnson County Mental Health Center or other organizations and we can link you with that support that you need and again as I've said this before that the support that you also deserve So I would also just mention that is
2: so for the folks that um, might be listening and might have lost a loved one to suicide uh, recently or historically, you're not alone either.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Right.
3: Um, That's a great point.
2: Any anybody in this in this journey, whether you've uh, experienced it it personally or maybe you you fear experiencing it personally, uh, you are you are not alone. And if it's really truth is it if it's as safe as a crisis line or a text or a chat please utilize that that is one of the things that i'm thankful for technology right Mm -hmm. now in the way that we're able to interact with that or if it is i need a hand i need an arm i need a shoulder um to again do that 180 and find it
3: i also want to say to the listeners that you're you're not alone if you've had if you've um been impacted by suicide because yeah I've been impacted by suicide. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. I know, mm-hmm. I know firsthand what that feels like. Yeah. So, um, you guys, it's not alone. It's okay to, to reach out to family members, to talk about it, to continue to try to, uh, work through the, uh, the strange feelings that you have. Cause it's a strange feeling when you have somebody that you love complete suicide, because sometimes, you, you, you feel weird stuff. Sometimes you feel weird, numb. Sometimes you feel anger. Sometimes you feel sadness. Some and ah. and all in a matter of seconds. I
0: would say you can go in and yes. out of those yes. feelings. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh
2: yeah. And uh, be cognizant too, uh, if you've experienced these thoughts, if you've experienced a loved one either with an attempt or a completed suicide milestones and anniversaries really stink
3: oh those are those are true things
2: i mean some things can just creep up on you and you're like i I don't know um maybe i can't stop crying maybe i just don't feel regulated i would encourage you to go look at a calendar Mm -hmm. and just kind of go um wow get get to know that date and just do some do some preparation with that because milestones anniversaries Man, our body remembers. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: yep. Okay, it's Suicide Prevention Month. The biggest message to drive home is you are not alone, and we're here to help. So feel free to reach out. I'm Keith. I'm Kate. Josh.
2: I'm Renee. And it's okay if you're not okay.